Well, it's Wednesday. That means last night was Tuesday and another uh, Lynchburg City Council meeting. Uh, I was hoping the, the tensions had cooled down a little bit for this one. I'm not sure that that it was perhaps it was some better we're going to find out from somebody who was actually there uh chris feraldi our vice mayor joining us this morning uh on the phone as he is driving to richmond this morning hi how are you doing chris good morning janet i uh doing doing all right driving back to work in richmond uh for those who don't know i work in the general assembly as a staff member there so heading back there to, to get back to work doing what i can there too but yeah last night was city council um before we get into that just want to throw it out there i do not have any classified documents don't need the fbi to come to my place everyone else just so you're aware i i i guarantee that do you have a corvette that's that's Uh, my question i'll tell you what if i had a corvette right now i would not be a driving back to richmond and b i would not be on the phone (laughs) talking about city council i'd probably be in the caribbean somewhere that's right uh, yeah (laughs) so there's that Uh, yeah no uh last night we had a, a few items uh three that I think were really uh, of most importance, one related to property taxes in Lynchburg, the second about uh, concealed weapon carry permits, and and three um, explicit materials in Lynchburg City Schools and how uh, council thinks um, the school board should entertain that. So those are the three big items, at least from my perspective, that I'm happy to talk about and and help educate your listeners. Well, let's talk uh, first about taxes, because that's something you've been on the show talking about for yep. you know a long time wanting to get those um those property taxes uh returned back to the citizens and and get those taxes cut where do we stand there yeah so uh you, you nailed it uh janet simply put there were uh dollars budgeted through um allocations in the budget to say these are where we're investing tax dollars and so on and so forth a couple years back but it also associated an increase in property taxes um, to the tune of about $4.8 million or more. And now, as I've talked about on your show many occasions, looking back, we see that that really wasn't needed. Just in the additional revenue category alone, also known as uh, surplus, there was $14 million in that pot. Uh, If you look at the total surplus for the city it's upwards of 40 45 million dollars uh in last year's budget i mean exuberant amount of funds clearly showing these dollars weren't needed to be uh increased in property taxes so the discussion once council uh flipped to a republican majority is now how do we best get those dollars back there's two perspectives one is to do it immediately with a retroactive um action to it meaning set the rate to way lower um Dollar three has been thrown around as opposed to a dollar eleven or ninety nine cents as opposed to a dollar eleven. Um, the attempt there is to to offset the dollars mid budget, mid term, and halfway through the uh, fiscal year. And there are some benefits to that. Uh, doing it immediately, quote unquote, does have some extra caveats per state code that make it challenging, but it is an option. So, uh, we would have so to open why, up. why does would it have make to, it challenging? We would have to open up the budget to a budget amendment, okay. um, do a full public hearing, um, in addition to uh, you know getting all the documents together and and get you know what the amended budget would look like. So there's there's that perspective. There's there's then there's this perspective of what council uh, affirmed last night through our vote on a actually a very strong bipartisan basis. Uh, the majority of Republicans 
as well as the two Democrat and independents, uh, voted to direct City Hall to cre- uh, create uh, or isolate, find three key things, creative, effective, and legal term uh, means to accommodate tax relief with the associated increase to the property tax in the upcoming budget. Doing it through the upcoming budget means everything's clean. You don't have to uh, go back and, and look at a previous budget while you're also building out next year's budget. Um, it, it affords us the ability to say, this was the total increase. This is what we have right now. And we can offset that and make up for it in a clear way. That could be done through a multitude of, of ways in my mind. Property tax credit, it could go through in as uh, a one t- uh, one-time credit on on water bills, for example, where, you know, if your property taxes went up $250, well, now you get $250 credit on your water bill. I think that's a, a viable option. Um, lowering personal property taxes, meals taxes, there are things we can do in the upcoming budget planning ahead rather than looking back, all while using the, the, the mistakes of a previous council to direct our decisions moving forward. That's where council landed by a 5-2 vote last night with three Republicans and, and two Democrat-leaning uh, independents to direct uh, City Hall in that direction. So let me ask you this. Um, Councilman Hegelson said, that, and I think this is where people get confused. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jeff said there's a $43 million in surplus sitting there. It should have been easy and unanimous to vote to give the money back to the taxpayers. Mm-hmm. So when a taxpayer sees that, they're like, why are we playing these other games? Jeff says it's yeah. easy to give it back. So so why isn't it easy? Well, it's it's <laughs> because it's not that easy. Right. The, tr- the truth of the matter is this. That's one perspective of doing it. You can, but then there's extra work and, and labor that has to go into figuring out what does the amended budget look like, associated public hearings, ordinances and resolutions that takes time in and of itself uh if we weren't going into budget conversations for the fiscal year 24 budget like we're about to do in literally in less than two weeks then that would probably be a viable option but we're about to step into budget planning for an upcoming fiscal year it makes more sense in my mind to do it all on the same conversation with the with the dollars for one budget as opposed to looking at two or three budgets all at the same time. Um, I, I understand Jeff's proposal. I think it's a valid one. I lean towards doing it in a proper order that says we're going to go through all of this on one uh, plate as opposed to multiple. Okay. All right. I just, I just, want, I just want people to understand perspectives when it comes to this. Because they do get frustrated. Oh, I know they yeah. do, and, and, and there's a lot of information coming. Here's the bottom line. Just because I have a different tactic, method, or, or means of accommodating this tax break or even broader tax relief doesn't mean it's not coming. That's coming, and you, you can take that to the bank. It's going to be there, and uh, I look forward to working with my all of council to find those options. Right. And uh, again, I want to stress this. This motion passed with the re- majority of Republicans voting for it, as well as uh, bipartisan support from council members Dolan and Wilder. Um, so, if if you'd like to keep talking about that, I'd, I'd be happy to. No, I think no, I think we've addressed I think we've addressed that, and I think sure. that is a good thing. 
I think that's a, yeah. a good sign. Um, I agree. Let's let's talk uh, briefly about this um, this letter that has been constructed to send to the city schools mm-hmm. as far as the handling of sexually explicit content. Uh, some are saying that this is an overreach by council. That's not their job. They need to focus mm-hmm. on their job. Um, and then others are taking the stand that you know we've got to do something at at this point um because too much of this wokeness is coming into our city schools well a couple things to consider yes it is not quote unquote our purview however uh city council holds the purse strings we we have a vested interest in the success and the direction of lynchburg city schools um seeing as currently uh School board members are appointed by council members and not elected by the general public, something I, I adamantly believe should change. I think it's a, incumbent upon us to, when issues arise um, in public dialogue or of importance, that we should address the school board in, in a strong way about what we think as, as those who hold the purse strings. What happened last night was uh, council directed uh, the, the mayor, similar to what happened with, with the manager on the tax issue, uh, directed the mayor to draft a letter and, and communicate to the school board that we want to make sure that parents are put at the forefront of the conversation, not the back end. In other words, we want them to have to have an opt-in policy, not an opt-out. And, and uh, one public commenter made a, an interesting argument, and I, I thought it was, and I don't mean that in a derogatory sense, it was, it was, a, it was a good argument, he started reading from from uh, a, a fairly uh, sexually uh, involved story or seeming uh, piece of work. And Song I, of as Solomon. a pastor's kid, I knew exactly where it was going yeah. as a pastor's kid, and it was Song of Solomon. Right. And uh, the comment was, you know, you know, if I'm an atheist, do I want my child uh, re- reading the Holy Scripture? And I said, that's for you and your family to figure out. Right. And that kind of proves my point um, that uh, I'm not my point, but now councils, um, the five Republicans came together and, and voted that the mayor should, should draft this letter, and I know she'll get to work on that right away and communicate it. I would also note that uh, I had conversations over the weekend with, with school board members, wrote them myself, and, and it's my understanding that the school board is, in fact, uh, interested in revisiting it and, and taking this perspective in. So I, I think we're making positive uh, steps on that front to ensure parents are at the forefront of this conversation more than anything else. Right. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was an interesting take as well. But the the thing about it is um, if you require an opt in, at least the parents are aware of of the situation that's going on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that has to stand for something, you know? Yeah. It well, certainly does. We appreciate you uh, sitting in with us and kind of getting us a, an overview of last night's meeting. Uh, we're going to let you go so you can carry on with your uh with your day job and thanks again for joining us on the morning jam very briefly janet just want to let you know lynchburg also passed uh removing the local fee on the concealed carry permits and that that makes lynchburg have only 15 dollars, and that's the state fee to get your concealed weapon permit in lynchburg and 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 that that's probably one of the most competitive in the state so really pleased that we passed that last night too so that did did get done all right very good thank you so much chris thank you